Hey, just want to take a quick break from this episode so I could tell you guys about how I just launched my new Patreon page. If you don't know about Patreon, it's a great way for people to support creators with a monthly subscription. Becoming a Patreon supporter can even come with a few perks, like early access to new episodes and getting special shoutouts on the podcast. I've recently started working part-time at my job so I can focus more time and energy on the podcast and YouTube channel. So any support would be massively appreciated, and it helps me towards my hope of making this my full-time job someday. So if you want to help support me in that, please head over to patreon.com slash hooptheory. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash hooptheory. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome to the Pete Maravich episode of the Hoop 3 podcast, a.k.a. episode 68. My name is Logan Wortman, recording this one on the morning of Wednesday, December 20th. And as usual, I'm joined by my calm co-host, Jacob Roth. Jacob, how does it feel to be on the Pistol Pete episode? Feels feels pretty, pretty good. He was a guy that we were like looking at like old episodes. We're like, man, there's just a lot of guys that are way more important than some people. Like mm-hmm. last episode or two episodes ago. I don't remember. It was Taj, uh, Taj Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. And they, like, not disrespecting Taj's game and influence of basketball, but I don't think that he is uh, on the same level as Pistol Pete, yeah. respectfully. Uh, so there's just going to be some guys that we forgot that will probably just, when there's, like, a nothing episode, be like, you know who deserves that episode? Like, Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll get a lot of 34s in there. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a lot of 34s, a lot of 33s. And if you wanted to know what numbers are just congested with great players, check out our uh, jerseys draft. Yeah, that was episode 51, I think, off the top of my head. So go check that out. Yeah. Uh, and while you're checking that out, hit subscribe if you're on YouTube. Like, share, all those things that I will probably say again. Uh, buy me a coffee. Uh, link's in the description. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com forward slash hoop theory. Also, um, the Lakers suck. <laughs> yeah. Okay, they don't suck. So we talked about this before. We're gonna talk about the NC. I just think the in season banner thing. I just <laughs> felt like it was like this weird, like it felt too grandiose for what it was. In the, my in the, my heart, you're you're talking like the whole tournament overall, or what? No, 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 no. Their their banner drop ceremony. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just like. I think what I want it to be, and I, you brought up a great point when we were texting. And if you want to make that point instead of me just regurgitating your point. But I just felt like it was this big, giant deal for something that I don't view as the same importance as a national championship. National college brain. Uh, as world. like a, a world championship. Like a, an NBA Lyles. championship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel like it doesn't have the same level of chutzpah. Like intensity, yeah. And the banner was dropped, and it's right next to the Lakers' other championships mm. that yeah. were like winning the entire NB, like everything. Yeah, I guess in the in the Lakers arena, they might not even have their conference and divisional banners up there. Like some teams don't because they have so many. Like like the Celtics, I guarantee, do not have 
like any conference or divisional banners up in the rafters. You know, they have them somewhere, but like they're not hanging up because they don't have room. <laughs> I also wish that the thing, the thought that I had is, you know how like some high school gyms will have like state champions basketball and then it'll have the years listed. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good compromise. It's still there, but it's not like you see this banner. It's actually bigger than the banners that were for all the uh, championships in Minneapolis. Like, the banner's bigger than the Minneapolis oh, yeah. NBA championships. Mm-hmm. Those are, like, respectfully, way more important than being better in seven total games. Yeah. Because you were good over, like, more than seven. I don't know. I just thought that, like, I'm not taking away that the Lakers won it. They did. Everyone else in the East got Halliburton. They won everybody else out in the West. And they, they young man Halliburton and Anthony Davis showed up like he cared for some mm-hmm. reason. Mm-hmm. Good, that's awesome. I am not t- that is not what I'm trying to make with this point. Just the banner being as big as your total national ch- is wild to me. Yeah, that's what I could not wrap my head around. I get. I kind of like your idea of the um, doing one banner and just adding the years as you accrue them. You know, that's what I didn't want to type out in the text where I said, I'll just talk about it on the pot. I don't want to type this all out. Yeah, it was trying to explain that. I think that would be a good idea. But I do think that they like having a banner is kind of necessary when they're trying to. It's like this thing that they're trying to get the whole league and fan base to care about um, adding this in this season. And so, like, if you're trying to, like, hype it up as this thing everybody should care about and take seriously. Once it's done, you you should probably treat it like it's a big thing still, you know, and not just be like, well, you don't actually get a banner because it's just the in-season tournament. Like, it doesn't actually matter that much. Um, So they need to treat it as it like if think about it, like in tennis, how there's the different opens, you know, the different majors. Mm-hmm. Um, Like one might be like bigger than another one, but like you still have a banner or still get a trophy for both, you know, that type of thing. Um, and both of them go on your like all-time resume. I don't think the in-season tournament thing should go on LeBron's all-time resume as like this really major thing, but like that, I think it's something, you know. It's that cool. is a point that I saw, and I can't remember who made like the asked the question. Maybe it was you. I don't know. Will the in-season tournament actually end up affecting legacies of players? Maybe a l- tiny bit, but not like because like, I mean, it, if it, Halliburton just shows up like an absolute animal every yeah. single in-season tournament what if I mean, he's the chris paul of our generation but with the in-season tournament he can <laughs> never win it he can get deep but he can never win the in-season tournament yeah i think it will just become this little mini playoffs thing which i kind of like it's like this this pre-playoff it's not really pre-playoff because it's like so much longer before it's just like this you know early season playoff uh time period that's it's just kind of cool. I, I like it. I like the addition of it. But it's, it is clearly smaller than the main thing, but it's still a thing. Like, it still matters, you know? Um, the do, one thing that I do want to bring up the Lakers organization originally was like, we're not going to do a banner. That's crazy. And then the NBA allegedly was like, you're going to put up a banner. <laughs> Sirs, uh, put one up there. Like, it was, it was, uh, Reportedly, the NBA was pressuring the Lakers because the Lakers said that they wouldn't put one up. Hmm. 
Just because they, I mean, that would make sense. They didn't, they didn't say. It just early reports suggested that the Lakers would not raise a banner, but the NBA allegedly yeah. kind of pushed that agenda. I think like, most teams probably would raise a banner. Like, there's only a few teams in the league that wouldn't, and the Lakers are one of them because they have yeah. 17 championship banners. Maybe um, Lakers, Celtics, maybe Bulls and Warriors. Bulls would. There's just a couple teams that just have like enough that were like that kind of diminishes the value yeah. of the other ones. Although now, it since, since it's been so long since the Bulls have won something, like maybe the Bulls now would put up if they were, like were to win in in season tournament next season. Let's say like they probably would raise that. I'm guessing, you know. Yeah, the Celtics might too. Just kidding. We're not that desperate. I no, I, the Celtics. Okay, conference championships matter. Like those aren't yeah, nothing. Yeah, that's true. Those aren't nothing. And there's like a lot of those. Yeah. Or like a decent you've, amount. You've gotten yeah. probably more than anybody else in the East in the past decade. The Celtics have. Heat might actually. Heat have played. Oh, three. yeah, that's true. Well, the Heat have won in the last decade. So that's including 13 and 14. So they've been four times. But at least you're in the conference championship, which is also a, a thing that matters. Yeah. A the, lot. A lot more than the Bulls have. Yes, <laughs> um, that is true. But yeah, the I saw somebody arguing about how, like, arguing against LeBron, like this adding to his legacy. One person said, uh, "Michael Jordan wouldn't have wouldn't have even cared about the in season tournament. His eyes would be focused on you know the real thing." And it was like, "Do you not know who Michael Jordan is at all?" Like. There's no like Michael Jordan would be would care more about the in season tournament than anybody else in the league. That's just a fact. Like that's Michael Jordan cares more about every single regular season. That's what is part of what makes him so great is that he every game he like never took a game off. It was he was going just balls to the wall all the time. Think about Russell Westbrook, but if he's like the goat. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that is a great analogy. Yeah. Just yeah, that is And he's obsessed yes. with gambling and the games in Las Vegas, you know? And and the grand prize is 500k. Like is he's definitely going to be caring about it. Um and also, yeah, it's just like adding that to LeBron's like legacy. Yeah, that's that's like an accolade to add, but it's you can't really be like just make a graphic like I've seen a bunch of graphics now that are like uh, in season tournaments, LeBron James one, Michael Jordan zero. <laughs> it's like, okay, you well, can't that's really. Also, like ahead. that turns into the thing of like, oh yeah, Will Chamberlain was like a great like he scored a hundred points in a game, but people would go, well, that's the best offensive player in the history of basketball, exclusively because he had a hundred points and no one else has gotten there. Yeah, like. Which you is, know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not true. <laughs> it's not. There's it's like faulty logic. Three, there's like at least I'm not gonna say a number because then I'll be wrong. But like, I would say there's at least five guys in today's NBA that just like everyone is like, yeah, they're a better scorer than Will Chamberlain. They're just better on offense, probably. Even though they don't have the crazy hundred point games thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. Yep. It's just a lot harder to do now. Number one. Um, number two, Will is he's famous for. You know, putting up, he's like Russell Westbrook times 10. Like, I, this is well, the I second Russell Westbrook. I think Joel Embiid is the term you're looking for. 
What do you he's mean? He's just Joel Embiid. At the end of games where Joel Embiid will just have like a 12-point fourth quarter. Like oh. a 12-point half of a fourth quarter. Yeah. Or Giannis, when he dropped 64, was just bullying people yeah, that have never been I, on an NBA court. They win, though. I, I'm thinking more of like a player That's that true. doesn't win a lot, but he puts up the most gaudy numbers, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what Wilt Chamberlain was. He, like, in an era where there was only, like, eight teams in the league and he played, like, over 15 years, he only won two championships, you know? If he was that dominant, he probably should have won more championships, <laughs> looking back. but That is very valid and true. Yeah. But he wasn't a winner. Oh, he's a loser. <laughs> he's a loser. Um, Just kidding. Yeah, Bill Russell for life. But um what what were we talking about? The the banner. How do yeah, the the in-season tournament banner. So I think that like like you were saying you you were like that can't go up on, on in the rafters with the championship banners uh like for the world championship and uh my thought was, well, you know, I've seen a lot of teams that have their conference and divisional championship banners up there. Um, so it's not like any, it's like at least in a similar ballpark to those. Um, but yeah, I like your idea overall, the, the doing one banner for the IST and just adding the different years that the team wins it, adding like a little patch on. It definitely should be like recognized as like a, it's not a nothing. Yeah. And also every, if every team starts to take it seriously, it's going to be just as hard to win. I'm not trying to take the fact that they won it away at all. I think, every, just, I think everybody took it pretty seriously. Yeah. So yeah. no, this like there's no asterisks. It's no weird different thing. I'd like it to be eight games instead of four as the buildup. Yeah. But that's a. But that doesn't mean that. I mean, they showed up and they played well every end season tournament game they had. They mm-hmm. didn't have any off games. Mm-hmm. They won all four pretty like decisively, and then in the playoffs they were like they were just good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they crushed and, the last two teams. The the, yeah, com- they, the semifinals and the finals. I was at a family uh, holiday gathering, uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm excited to watch the Lakers get Halliburton because my brother-in-law is a Lakers guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, I'm a little worried about it, uh, just a tiny bit. And then in the middle of the game, he was like, I'm no longer worried. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a good like turnout for the NBA that the very first in-season tournament um, like they got a all time great like LeBron, like to win it and the Lakers franchise as the first. No, it was the only thing that could have been better for them is that exact same outcome, mm-hmm. but it's Lakers Celtics. Lakers Celtics. That's like yeah. the only thing they could have drawn up that would have been more like the NBA. Adam Silver just sitting there like thank mm-hmm. you. But depending on how good Tyrese Halliburton becomes, this would be like a good story for like if basically it's the where passing he came of on the torch almost. Yeah, it's like where he came onto the scene, you know. Because that, that, that's a, like, I'm sure there's like a lot more people in the world who know who Tyrese Halliburton is now after this in-season tournament that didn't Which know I'm who glad. he was before. He mm-hmm. doesn't bring just like weirdos like us joy. Yeah. He brings more people joy. Mm-hmm. Just watching him just do stuff. Yeah. Seeing his very unique, funky style of play. Um, and now they finally have an award that they can name after LeBron James. They can do the, the in-season tournament MVP. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. That is an, see, that is the one thing that is going to be like a problem, though. They named all these awards after. Obviously, there's just a lot of basketball and like a LeBron. Mm-hmm. 
he gets that one, but then like, who's a guy that just won't get one? You know what I mean? Like, there's there's just gonna be guys that are good enough that just won't have a trophy. Yeah. Until the unless they rename them, but also like it could just make sense as like it's just solidified as the trophies are named after the very first, not the very first, but like you know. just the first era of like yeah. before. Well, because that's why like in hockey, the heart is the MVP. Yeah, and like that'll never change because people will riot and like burn down buildings. And where does heart rank all time? It's in on the goat list for people. I don't, I don't know um, hockey that well, but. I don't have enough to feel confident to say a number. I know he's not one. Yeah, that's for sure. Wayne Gretzky. And then I think isn't somebody Howell pretty high? Something Howell? Bobby Orr Howell? I should know that. Yeah. Gordy Howe. Gor- Gory Howe, that's what it is, yeah. Um is there just like a twenty five greatest NHL players of all time? Watch us be so dumb. Watch Hart not even be a guy. He was like a coach or something. That could be honestly if they just named it up. Well, I feel like they would probably name it. They name the MVP award after like, you know, it's heart, right? It's not whole. It's I'm the pretty heart sure it's award. heart. Yeah, heart. Well, he wasn't even in the top twenty-five. Yeah, but so it's it's probably very early. You know, it's probably like the first per- person to win it or something like that. But oh, it's actually I don't. It might not be a player. Okay. It's in honor of Canadian Dr. David Hart, who donated the original trophy to the NHL and was the father of Cecil Hart, a former coach and general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. So Hart, fun fact, not even a hockey player. Okay. He was the dad of a coach. (laughs) Yeah, that makes it a a bit different, but different than what the NBA does with how they've named their awards. Yeah, apologies to all the hockey people listening. Yeah. Um, I'm getting more into hockey, but I'm not there yet, very clearly. Mm-hmm. As I just, that was a flub. Yeah. I could make, I don't know if I could get to double digits of naming hockey players, but yes, I, it'd, be, it, it'd be close. Um, That's crazy. Like I mean, all time? I, I can try if we if we want to just do that. I, right no, now. I want to do this right now. Okay. Actually. Before, because we're, uh, anybody worried? We're going to get more Halberton talk. That's like going to be happening shortly. Yeah. But, uh, Quick detour. Name yeah. as many hockey players as you possibly can. Okay, Wayne Gretzky. Good. Sidney Crosby, right? That's his name. Good. Yep, the um, kid. Alex Ovechkin. Yep. Um, Ovi. I I know a little bit of the Avalanche because I like all Denver okay. teams. What's his name? Uh, his nickname. They call him man. Um. He's from Russia. I know that. That is a lot of people, actually. In yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's pretty common. How many am I at? Two, three? You're at three. I'm at three. Um, ma, ma, ma. Is, it, who, is this the person I'm thinking of that you're... Yeah, I think so. His first name is Kale? No, no. I'm thinking oh, of the, the goalie. Oh, Okay. I think he's the goalie. Anyways, the the only Avalanche guy that I know because he's like I convinced like pr- not maybe like definitively the best, but like Go- Gorgiev. Really- Gorgiev is who I'm thinking of. They call him Georgie or Alexander Gorgiev. Yeah, Gorgiev. Um, so he he's like one of the best players on the Avalanche. I'm pretty but sure. But just on the Avalanche alone, there is four Russians. Oh wow! 
Um, I, f- I feel like if, if I heard somebody say some more names on the Avalanche, I'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, that's, I know that. I've heard There's that. There's a very, name. very prominently good one that people think could dabble his way into, like, the GOAT status. Not GOAT status, but, like, in, in that the, ballpark. Yeah. And he's got a uh, Irish-sounding last name. Oh, McDavid. Bang! There yeah. we go. There so we I'm go. So I'm at five now. Yep. And okay. I actually did not think this would be hard. Uh, for G- like, I like I thought you were kind of over exaggerating. No, I wasn't. We don't have to continue because Gory might- Howell is is six. <laughs> um, you said somebody earlier as like the second Bob Orr. Is that what you said, Bobby Orr? Bobby Orr. That's a Bruins legend. Numbers. That's seven. Um, any hockey's? Any hockey's goalies? Uh, <laughs> um, man, I don't know if I can get past seven. I think I'm gonna forfeit. It's okay. That was a. It's not, okay. That was not. I mean, I wasn't lying. I wish I would not have like looked up to see because I've seen a bunch of names that I would have probably came up with. I just would have struggled. I couldn't get past probably twenty. Yeah. I don't know if I could name anybody else, honestly, off the top of my head. I feel like there's like Mario. There's like Lemieux. I've heard that. I wouldn't have come up with that on my own. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of people that like I haven't seen on the list that I just scrolled through. Yeah. I feel like that's cheating. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway. But, yeah. So we'll try to get more into hockey. And I'll I'll try to be able to name at least ten players. Can you name all the teams? Okay, th- this will be. They, there's 32 now, right? Yes. Because they added the Vegas Golden. This Knights. one I know I can do. Because like like you pretty much just go to the big markets and be like, yeah, I, does I, something I, ring a bell? Yeah, Vegas Golden Knights, which I love that team. I I don't know why I love this, but I love when team names have like an adjective and a noun in them. Like oh, it, it's like double like the fighting Irish or the crimson tide. Yeah, exactly. Or like when it's just like uh, one of the commanders, the Maple potential Leafs names, the Washington commanders, Red Hawks. Red Hawks. I thought it was Red Wolves. Maybe there's I think both. It's Red Hawks because they had to like get permission from Miami of Ohio, which is oh. the Red Hawks. Oh, I think that I saw Red Wolves on the list of options for like what people were talking about. I like that. And the Armada was another one. Washington Armada. But um, which would have been weird, uh, but re- like just doing that type of thing is I I like that. Red so Wolves is on this list. Yeah, Red Wolves. That's what I thought. But like Timberwolves, I mean that's just like a noun in and of itself because it's like an actual thing. I think a Red Wolf is too, maybe. But oh, people are trying to get red tails. People are super into this red thing. Oh my goodness! Because they were the Redskins, they just want to change it to something else. Red. I don't know. Uh, my favorite is people want him to become the Washington Sentinels because that was the team in the movie The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Oh, it was the Washington <laughs> Sentinels? It was the Washington Sentinels, but that okay. won't happen. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's a whole other rabbit tail. Yeah, you so, just like the color adjective thing. Yeah. Um, so we got Golden Knights is one. Seattle Kraken? Kraken. It's Kraken, right? And then, An all-time branding job by the Seattle Kraken. Yeah, I love that. That is just so good. Mm-hmm. Everything about it is so good. Um, the Washington a- Capitals. Yes, the Capitals. Sir. Nationals is baseball. Yep. Um, I'll try to name the Canadian teams. There's the Montreal Canadiens, 
Yep. There's the van. I said one of them already as a joke for an adjective team. Oh, I, I don't know if I heard that. Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know what that is, but Calgary, the Calgary Fire. No, I'll give Ed, it. Edmonton, Calgary Flame. Yeah. And then Edmonton, Flames, yeah. Edmonton Oil, Oilers. Yep. So I'm at seven now. Six, eight. You're you're missing Toronto. Tor- Tor- yeah, and Toronto. Saskatchewan. No, uh, not Saskatchewan. Oh, there's another Winnipeg. Is that one? You're missing three Canadian. Oh, Winnipeg, really? Toronto, and uh, is it Ottawa? Sa- Saskatoon. No, it is Ottawa. Oh, Ottawa has a team. Yep. I didn't know that. They've got a s- sick logo. Okay, so Toronto is. Why do I not know the name of the Toronto team? Toronto Maple Leaves. That's baseball. Mm-hmm. Nope. No oh, Blue, Jays. Blue Jays. Blue Jays is baseball. It's baseball. Maple Leaves is, in fact, hockey. Okay. And then Winnipeg. There's a football team with this name. Did it start with a W? Nope. No. Winnipeg. Is it an animal? It is a form of travel. Uh, f- car, f- flight, f- plane, run. Type what? of plane. J- oh, uh, jets? Mm-hmm. Winnipeg, Winnipeg jets. jets. Okay, that sounds te- like very clunky. This is also going off the brain. I'm almost positive that's right. Yeah. Um, Ottawa. Is that This so- one is weird. Is that not an alliteration either? Nope. It is, it's a sick logo. Is it like a concept or is it like a thing? It is a historical thing, figure, human. Like individual, specific person? No, it's like a... Just like a type of person. A a position in government. Oh, presidents? No, theirs is Roman, but the United States also has this. Theirs is Roman. Like, their like, logo is like a Roman, no, kind of, but it's not a general. Commander, like, um, chief. Um, Deb Fisher is one of these. Attorney. No, I I was going to say attorney general. <laughs> uh, secretary. Nebraska's are Deb Fisher and Pete Ricketts right now. I Pete Ricketts is the governor, right? Was. He's not the governor anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about, about no. It's politics. fine. I just uh, this is um, funny to me. Uh, I saw I delivered to uh, Pete Ricketts' office in Omaha recently for DoorDash. Mm. Um, Did it say like what his position was on the door? Senator, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um. I don't know if I'll get the Ottawa team. What? <laughs> So, oh, senators. Oh, that's what you were giving me a hint for. Okay. I thought yeah. you were just... Because uh, you were laughing at how I didn't know he was the governor. No, I was laughing was because you said senators and then just like kept moving on. I I, like, Ottawa senators. Okay. Uh, but like, I guess Florida like Panthers. Roman. Yep. Is a team. Uh, that's the only Florida team though, right? Mm. Yeah. You're not looking at a thing. 
Like a map of no, them or something? I'm doing this with you. We're working together. Well, I could rattle off a bunch of them, but... Uh, Dallas... Um, Dallas Stars. Yep. Um, and then there's just, like, a Texas team, right? It's, like, Dallas and Texas, I want to say. Or that, that might be totally wrong. I don't... I don't think that there's a... I think Dallas is the Texas team. That's the only Texas team? Yeah. Um... Phoenix, do they have a team? Arizona. Arizona does. does. Arizona. Wild? Nope, that's a different place. The Wild is a hockey team. Oh, really? Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Yep, Minnesota Wild. Okay. Um, Denver. I'll just give you towns to oh, help Colorado you. Oh, Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I yep. knew that. Um, um, Boston? Boston Bruins. Detroit mm-hmm. Red Wings. No, nope. Detroit. It's not Red Wings. It is Red Wings. My brain broke. I was reading a different city that's a Red Wings rival, Chicago, uh, and I, Black so I was like, "Yep." Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, New York has a has Rangers. Right? Yep. And Islanders. Yep. Well, Rangers is yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's Pitts, Pittsburgh Penguins. Yep. Um, there's another team in Philadelphia. This one's hard. If you don't Philadelphia know, I don't know Flyers, I only know that because our friend Anthony likes them. Um, um, is there a California team? Los Angeles Stars. No, no, no that's uh, WNBA. So lo- there is one, two, three Kings. LA Kings. LA Kings. I think there's only three in California. California teams. San Jose Sharks. Yep. The last city is Anaheim. Anaheim Angels. Anaheim. That's what baseball is. But they're not Anaheim anymore, though, right? But they were. But no, they're not Angels. This is a... Anaheim... I don't know why all my fun facts about this animal are, like, kind of messed up. Okay. You have multiple fun facts about this animal? I Two of them immediately popped into my brain, and they're both rather, like, bad. Okay. Is it start with an A? The, no, it's, it starts with a different letter. Okay. If you cut out the hints I give you, then you can use them. I can give them to you. You you but you can't. You won't. You won't let me leave them in. Well, I'll tell you. The only way they reproduce is, and they have corkscrew. Ducks. And they're yep yeah, ducks. All right. That's, that's why I was like, I, I don't want my hints to be in here. Honestly, I don't even know if this whole hockey thing, this is more us just having fun, I think. Yeah, but. it might it might make it in in portions, but not the whole thing. I'll have to I'll have to scrub it with editing. Um, how many am I at? So you have the team in Ohio, the team in Arizona, the team in New Jersey, or the ones you have left. Yeah, the team in Tennessee, the team in Carolina. Oh, Carolina Hurricanes. Okay. The other team in New York. I got both There's another team in New York. There's There's another team in New York, but it's not named. Oh, Buffalo. This one's a little weird. It's weird. Does it start with a B? Nope. I hate the non-alliterations. There's like none of them. That are alliterations? One. There's a few. San Jose Sharks. um, Two. Uh... Pittsburgh three. Penguins. Yeah. There's literally three of them. Yeah, that's stupid. The Bruins, Penguins, and Sharks. 
That's it. Hmm. Okay, so the other New York team, Buffalo. It's a type of sword. Cutlass? If you've ever watched The Office, it's the name of the company that buys Dunder Mifflin. Saber. Sabres. The um, Buffalo Sabres. Interesting. And uh, then, there's another there's another uh Florida team that is has been very good. Miami. And uh no. Miami I think is technically Florida Panthers. Oh, they are. Yeah. That's weird. This is Cuz isn't aren't uh, the Pan- Panthers like in Florida the the actual Panthers that are in Florida aren't they in the mountainous region which is the west? Like the Panhandle? Yeah. You, I, I, don't know. I think at least <laughs> my, I believe um, you that makes way more sense than them being on South Beach yeah <laughs> uh, but this other city is that Tampa mm-hmm. oh I yeah they, it was Tampa Bay Lightning yep because they either won or almost won the Stanley Cup when the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl oh yeah like it almost lined up where like every Tampa team was just cooking yeah I know they won one recently St. Louis Blues um, is another team by the way I've just yep, popped into my there you mind. go um. So we've got Jer- we're down to you- Ohio, and it, that's the name of the team. Is Ohio nope. something? Columbus. Oh, Columbus! I knew that they had a team, but now I I don't know what the team name is. Columbus, something. I think it's supposed to be like a playoff of Union soldiers in the Civil War. Um, Columbus Northerners. Columbus. It pays homage to the many Ohioans who served in the Union Army during the American Civil War and had and the manufacturer in Columbus of the many uniforms worn by that army. Like, can you like look at like a reenaction in your brain of the uniforms that the North wore? And like, what is that supposed to give me a hint for? Like the name of that's the uniform? like the, like what the uniform. If you like look at the uniform and then just describe it vaguely. You'll probably say what it is. What's popping? They I don't produ- know if it's right, but what's popping in my head is like a bluish vest. Mm-hmm. What's it? What, blue, what blue is coats? another? Almost just a just a little bit more. Just just what's past coat? In between coat blue and jackets. sweater is blue jackets. The Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um, and then New Jersey. I haven't got that right. Yeah. Did you do the, what was it? You got both Islanders and and the uh, Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, then you have New Jersey and Arizona. This and is the only Tennessee. Two? Oh, Tennessee. Na- is it Tennessee? It's Nashville. Or, okay, Nashville. Nashville Predators. Yep. I always thought so that, that was a weird name for a team, but so that it's Arizona and New Jersey are the name like that is the name in the team's name. Okay. And New Jersey is. Not an alliteration. It's one of those uh, cryptids. Can you define cryptid for me? Like the Sasquatches or the Mothmans. Oh. Of- <laughs> That's where I've heard this word. You you have said this before. I don't know if it was on an episode, but um, there's one of them that is called a, the New Jersey Devil, blank. and it's the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, and then. Last one, there is a lot of these in Nebraska as well, and they're a problem. In the middle of the night, people will sit there with night vision scopes and shoot them for the Arizona team. Coyotes? Mm-hmm. Okay. There we, we go. through that. That whole thing, you just get blank, so you don't have Flawless. to like, scrub. No, that was good. We worked <laughs> on it. We're, we're expanding our knowledge one step at a time. 
Yeah. Also, um, I really wow. You really there what? is some hostility on Twitter about Dylan Rayola committing to Nebraska. Wow. Who's Dylan Rayola? This we can just talk about this later. That's the, the number one ranked quarterback in the upcoming class. His dad was a center for Nebraska and then played in the NFL for a I long time. I thought that time. was last year. His recruiting cycle has been long. Oh, so he was he, a junior he, in high school last year? Yep, and then he picked Georgia in like December. No, May. He picked Georgia in like May and then flipped on Monday and then signed with Nebraska today. Oh, wow. So he's a... So he's officially Nebraska has the number one quarterback recruit in the nation. So are you pumped out your mind? Yeah, I'm. I've like, whew, I was not prepared for that level of just. Well, after Nebraska volleyball, I mean, I should not be upset with national runner-up. Like, yeah. second place isn't good, you know. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I mean, we, um, after the season we had, though, it's kind of disappointing, but. Well, it's more the fact how we lost. Like, yeah, yeah, getting swept. They, by. they showed up and looked like they didn't want to play. Where did Texas come from? I get, I don't pay too much attention good. to volleyball, but I, I knew they were like good. But like the whole season, it was like Wisconsin and Nebraska were like the two top, like above well, everybody else by a lot. Texas had a weird loss to Long Island State at the beginning of the year. Oh, and then Stanford lost to Nebraska. So then, like the Wisconsin. Stanford, I think, got swept by Nebraska or four sets or something. So it just felt like there was just like a difference. And Texas just kind of got forgotten about because mm. of their loss to Long Island State. And it took a long time for long Nebraska State. and Wisconsin to face each other. So they were both undefeated. Not a super for long time. It was like well, pretty yeah, late like in the season. Games. Yeah. Like start like early conference play or middle early conference play. And then they played again at the very end of the yeah. season where Nebraska got swept. Yeah. In Madison. Anyway. Yes. Um, um, but that was just the ser- basketball. That's a great idea. I love Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's just been, like speaking of Tyrese Halliburton, there's been this narrative that I've seen started being pushed by some people. And uh, Steve Kerr actually had a quote that, um, I don't know what he was asked exactly, but he said that uh, he sees like a young Steph in Tyrese Halliburton's game. That's what uh, Tyrese Halliburton reminds him of. And then that caused a lot of people to start talking online about, uh, you know, what their thoughts are on how good Tyrese Halliburton is in comparison to Steph. And there's like a lot of people that are saying like, well, like Tyrese Halliburton is so much better, like so much more of a complete player, um, like all these things, which just shocked me at, at the level of how many people are like, like just off of Steph uh, all of a sudden. But um, I my thoughts on this are like people were saying that he is Steph, but just with a bunch of like playmaking and, and better defense and length and like all this stuff. It's like, okay, just because he's a, a incredible shooter and has really deep range does not make him equal to Steph Curry. No, Steph, like no disrespect to Tyrese Halliburton, but like... Steph fundamentally changed how people like learn to play basketball and what they work on. Yeah, I mean, like, Tyrese Halliburton doesn't isn't Tyrese Halliburton without Steph. No, sure. absolutely not. Because mm-hmm. like I, you're just gonna see like a bunch of people that everyone's gonna say, "Are they the best shooter ever?" We're gonna yeah. have to hear it for the next like probably 15 years. 
because of Steph Curry. Yeah, and that doesn't necessarily every, make Steph better, but... No, like, it just... Like, Tyrese Halliburton has had, like, 40 games where he's looked like an insane animal person, maybe. Yeah, I mean, his maybe shooting numbers... Look, are, it's like, the seasons that, so far in his career, the way Tyrese Halliburton has shot puts him in a an elite club, like, really just him and Steph and maybe Dame on an island. Clay? Not, like, Clay's the like volume? a... It's... Not necessarily the volume, but more so like the the fact that it's it's in isolation or off the dribble and like just let's pull up. It's a different it's scenario, threes, you know. Yeah, it's with the ball in his hands, just can take and make a shot from anywhere on the floor. Um, yeah, Clay doesn't really have like shot creation as much as those guys. Not even close, really. But so, yeah, Tyrese Halburn, like he has that. But the, what makes Steph so unbelievable is that he has the the Dame thing, but even better, honestly, like the the range and the capability to do everything that anybody can off the dribble. But then also, when he's off the ball, he's literally like JJ Redick, or like one of the, it, it probably even better than him at at the JJ Redick thing. Like he's better than anybody else at both of those things. At the off ball three-point specialist like just running around screens and like use it utilizing his gravity off ball the dirty work of being a three-point shooter and being an all-star at the same time yeah he can do everything with the ball in his hands and when he gives up the ball he's always moving like that that that, like people do not understand how unbelievably valuable that is how much how much better that makes his team than if he were like dame and would pass the ball and basically just kind of stand there afterwards like that's that's the what separates Dame from Stephen Curry, um, and that's I mean Tyrus Halliburton isn't like one of those heliocentric guys that like doesn't do anything off ball, but he's nowhere close to Stephen Curry. He's like, not Steph. Yeah. Granted, Steph is the mountain. Like Steph is like what we're trying to get to. Yeah, or mm-hmm. like what everyone should aspire to do in all facets of basketball is like. Oh, if you're cl- like the closer you are to Steph Curry, just the better you are at being a valuable basketball player. Yeah. But it's like Halliburton is good. He's like playing like a top 10 player in the league this year. Mm-hmm. This is not just dis- like taking anything away from Halliburton, but to say like, oh no. And it's because of Steve Kerr, because Steve Kerr brings all the pain into my world ever. <laughs> he just brings sadness. He's the one that started this by going in a post game interview. Well, I mean, he really reminds me of Steph. Yeah, I'm like, which oh, I think is fine before, to say. Before you got there, no, that's the problem that I have is the years he was comparing, he wasn't even coaching Steph Curry at that point. Yeah, he wasn't there. He was just watching. How do you know how Steph was like in the locker rooms? You weren't in the locker room. Well, he doesn't know what Tyrese Halliburton's like in the locker. He's just talking about his. He's talking about from oh. Team USA. No, that's what the oh. thing is. He was talking about like, well, when I worked with him at Team USA, he really reminds me of a. 25 year old Steph I'm like did you know Steph when he was 25 okay but the, at least you can say that he reminds me of like what I would imagine Steph like what Steph is but young I just am a Steve Kerr hater yeah he I, I think Draymond you're being a little bit hard on him for that he literally is coached Steph Curry like for the majority of his career I think he they're like he's able to say something like that I don't think that's a problem I'm just a Steve Kerr hater because he enables Draymond and he also is the reason that KD didn't go to the Celtics. And he's also 
the is he reason, really? No. Steve Kerr? I just blame everything on Steve Kerr. Uh, the same way I, bl- I blamed everything on James Dolan for a while. Uh, just corner shame. Yeah. Um, no, but Tyrese Halliburton, I like, I understand the comparison of like he he has deep range and he's just like a pure shooter. Like he does not miss. So like in people's minds, people just equate that to Steph Curry. But like if you examine both their games, there's so much more to what makes Steph Curry Steph Curry than just simply that. And so it's it's idiotic, honestly, for people to say that when they're comparing the two players, just be like, oh, since Tyrese Halliburton has shooting and deep range, then that makes him equal to Steph. And now we can add in all this, all the stuff that Tyrese Halliburton has over Steph in addition to that, you know, and so it makes Tyrese Halliburton look like just by far the better player, you know, and it's like you're, yeah. you, you can't. Like Tyrese Halliburton does not do everything that Steph does. He just doesn't. They're different kinds of players. Um, and Tyrese Halliburton, for sure, has plenty of things, plenty of skills that is above Steph. Like his playmaking, and I wouldn't say his handle necessarily. People underrate Steph. Steph has like probably top three, top four handles all time in the NBA. I saw somebody say today that uh, that Steph is um, he's a great shooter, but that's it. He's a decent. He said decent dribbler. Um, yeah, it's, it's just listed off things like that. It was like, he's a decent dribble, like name, like name four players in the NBA right now who are better dribblers, better, have better handles than Stephen Curry. I think people forget about like 2015, 16 Curry. Where yeah. like, when he remember when he like just dribbled through the Clippers? Like he still, times? he still does that. He's, no, I'm like, just saying that like that, like people, cause he doesn't do all the flashy, crazy stuff that gets like on sports center everywhere. Yeah. People like forget that he does it. Uh huh. Like people also probably like, are like, well, I don't think Kyrie's that good either. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> people are like, they can't, can't acknowledge like more than two weeks ago. Like, yeah. There's probably Warriors fans out there that say, we don't need Draymond to come back. We're going to ride with Trace Jackson Davis. Davis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which also, that was almost, I was watching that game last night. We're recording this the 20th. That game happened the night of the 19th. I was like, okay, this is making me mad. But low key, if this is like going to turn into the next Draymond, I'm glad I'm witnessing this. Yeah. Because even in like the post game too, it's like he's gonna have to be in the rotation a little bit more. He had like ten points, thirteen rebounds. Yeah. No, he's Man. a good player. Yeah. Um he's he's a perfect so mad. He's a perfect like Warriors rookie, honestly. Yes, because <clears throat> he's like just ready. He's he's an old rookie, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, which is like when you've got a team like the Warriors, old rookies are what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Just because like guys that can come in and do a little bit for you but don't have to do everything. Just that game made me so mad yesterday. Yeah. Ah. But uh, going back to the Steph Halley thing, I think we've covered most of that. Um, I don't know if there's Halliburton much else Halliburton is to not bad, but stop disrespecting Steph Curry. That is where my heart lies. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I my opinion on it is like you shouldn't – people should just need to stop having to like crap on one person to give one other person I'll- praise. Like, like Me why included. why can people not like do one without the other? You know, like I yeah. somebody was arguing not that long ago about Maxi versus Halliburton, saying that Maxi's like so much better. You know, it's like both of them are really good. 
but Tyrese also, Halliburton is probably better. But I mean, that doesn't make Tyrese Maxey not good. Like he's very, very good. Also, Philly people are also like a level of delusional that I can't comprehend in yeah. every sport. It's not just basketball. They're just like convinced they could be like a four and thirteen football team, and they'll be like, "We're we got a chance next year. We're gonna make some noise." Like it's like Nebraska football. I was about, I, that's exactly what I was about to say. Sounds no, like Nebraska but it's football. every single Philly sport. They're just like, I don't know. Don't sleep on us. I'm like, or everybody could. They could sleep <laughs> through halftime and still beat you. That's not the case right now because Philadelphia <laughs> sports is very good. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, I like the, yeah. But anyways, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, one of my favorite young players in the league. Not Steph Curry. They're different. Not not to say he can't ever reach a similar area as Steph, or that maybe right right now, right today. I'm not saying there's no way that that uh, Tyrese Halliburton is the best point guard in the league at the moment. I'm not saying that's out of the question, but um, they he's like Tyrese Halliburton does not have every single skill that Steph has. He just doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, there we go. Moving on now to another topic uh one thing i wanted to mention before it before it goes away because i don't know how much longer they can keep this up is the pistons 24 straight <laughs> loss streak at the i moment. feel so good about because i think i don't remember what i ended up doing i might have been talked out of it but i think i locked the pistons under at one point or i thought about it you and then i think have. you convinced me that like Cade cunningham is still good like yeah but and they, they have a lot. They have so, a lot of good players on their team. No, I, you definitely can talk me out of it. Which is not like, uh, like you were like, think about it. They can't be as bad as they're saying they're going to be. But now they're every bit as bad and worse. Way worse. Yeah. They are so bad. I mean, it's it, like all it, of them have been only playing basketball for two years. Is yeah, what it feels like there's no way they would be this bad without all of the injury. Like they've been the most injured team so far this year, for sure. Mm-hmm. But. Still two and twenty five on the season, like because before all the injuries, they started off two and one, you know, and then <laughs> they they lost twenty four straight, and Man, and counting at is, the moment could be higher is. when this episode comes out, honestly, because um, they're home versus the Jazz on Thursday, uh, the twenty first, <sighs> and then they're at Brooklyn on Saturday, the twenty third, and then they're at home against the Nets on Tuesday, the twenty sixth. So. I mean, also, does this mean that uh, Monty Williams is just like meh? At I mean, I've always thought he's been meh at best. No, but that's what I mean. Like, does this does this solidify that? Like, okay, yeah, you give him like f- like crazy good basketball players, he can like kind of. He's not gonna raise your floor as a coach. Yeah, I'm not really. Because you can't raise the floor. I mean, if he raised the floor, it was from zero wins. Yeah, and he has. He just has like. Preferential treatment, I think, is the main thing. Like the the reason that why there was a rift between him and DeAndre Ayton is because he just doesn't get along with every single all seventeen players on his team, and he that is happening this year again with Jaden Ivey. Um, for some reason, just right out the gates was not playing him near as much, and like Jaden Ivey should be probably the starting the starting backcourt piece alongside Cade Cunningham on this team. Yes, but he's not been starting. Um. He was been. I don't know if he's still playing Killian Hayes over him even in the rotation, but at one point he was. He was. He was actually him and Kevin O'Connor are just best friends. 
and he's trying to make Kevin O'Connor look right. Yeah. So he's giving uh, Killian Hayes just insane amounts of reps. I mean, I like Killian Hayes, and I think he he's going to be a really. I think he's in the worst situation possible. Yeah, I think he's going to be a really solid backup point guard at one point. If not, he already is. Yes. But, um. Jaden Ivey is definitely got more talent and more potential on on the horizon um, and might be even better right now at the moment, too. So it's yeah, it's a little weird, Um, but for some reason, that's been just an issue and their lineups have been just wacky. Um, But like I said, they've been struggling with a lot of injuries and stuff. But one stat that I think is just hilarious is that in the calendar year of 2023, I think we, me and you have talked about this, but I don't think we did it on a pod. In the calendar year of 2023, <clears throat> the Detroit Lions have more wins than the Detroit Pistons. Oh, yeah. So for those that don't know, in the calendar year 2023, that includes more than half of last NBA regular season for the Pistons. And then all of the seasons that thus far, the 27 uh, games so far. So that's 42 plus 27 games, uh, which is 69. Right. Nice. That. And they have nine wins. So they're nine and 60 in the calendar year of 2023. The Detroit lions are 10 and four or 10 and five, whatever they are right now. Cause that's, it only includes the season, the season th- thus far this year in 2023. Yep. Because uh, they didn't play after New Year's Day last year. I think Detroit's 10, I think. They have 10 wins. I know that. But I, I don't know how many weeks they are in, so I don't, didn't know oh, the Oh, we're going into week 16, but they had a bye week, so they played 14. Probably. So 10 and 4. Yeah. So Not probably. Like, I'm almost positive. A football team, an, an NFL team, has more wins than an NBA team right now. In the calendar year of 2023. Yeah. Where the NBA team has almost had an entire full season. Yeah, 60, 69 games versus 14 games Sweet. played. It's pretty good win percentage. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of insane that that feels bad. To, also, you know what's also interesting to me? What? A little bit. Uh, we can actually talk about this later. I almost just segued into the end of the episode, our plan. Oh, without realizing it? Without even realizing it. Yeah. But so, yeah, we'll we'll just recover from here um, and <laughs> get back to the uh, topic we're talking about. Pistons and or no. Yeah, just Pistons. So they are really bad right now. Needless to say, I like, just wanted to point so. that out. Yeah. Like if you were a Detroit Pistons fan, one, I'm sorry. And two, you just got to laugh yeah. a little bit. Like Cage just is- had his career high the other night, though, in a loss. It was a close one. They've had <laughs> some like- close ones. I feel like they always, it's just Detroit always, they don't get blown out. They just never win. Yeah. Like, that's why you always think they're the team poised to maybe make, do a little bit of shaking and moving, and uh-huh. they just don't. Yeah. Like, Detroit football was like that two years ago, too, where you're like, wait, they lost a lot of games by two or three? They're they're on the up and up. And now there's this is the first year they've actually been on the up, I think, but. Yeah. And they've been really poised to maybe be 13 and four at the end of the season because they get the dirtbag Vikings twice. And I think they might play the Packers again. That's got to be like a top two seed, right? 13 and four. Uh, I think it's a top seed because the. uh, 
the uh, the Dallas Cowboys just just absolutely oh no wait they play the they play the Dallas Cowboys week 17 for the one seed in the NFC oh if they went out yeah it's interesting pretty, pretty good pretty good yeah but um yeah the, the, the bad... Detroit Lions could win a Super Bowl before the uh, Detroit Pistons win 10 games that might be the case honestly with how that bad this has been going awesome. 24 straight. I don't know what the record is. I think some I've heard it. I heard it recently. That was a while ago when like the Pistons were at like 18 losses. So um, all time loss. 28. Streak. Shout out to the Sixers. You say 38? 28. Oh, okay. 28. So very, oh. it's within reach right now. <laughs> the Sacramento Kings lost 43 games in a row at home. Oh, on the road. Sorry, on the road. I was going to say, that would be how, like, they had to have bit more than 28 straight then. But yeah. Wait, 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 wait. That means they're just over an entire season, essentially. They didn't win a single game on the road. Yeah. And then the longest home losing streak was the Dallas Mavericks, who lost 19 games at home in a row. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot shorter. Um, Right now, the Detroit Pistons, 24 Ties them for third war, or third longest losing streak. The Cleveland Cavaliers in 1982 also had 24 losses in a row. The 76ers, honestly, shout nine out win. to those guys. Uh, I'm assuming it was the nine win because they have the longest losing streak of 28 and the second longest of 26. And I think Same it's season? From, no, it's two different seasons. Oh, okay. Looks like the end of the 2014 season and the... End of the 2015 start of 16 season. But anyway, it was the same team, essentially. Yeah. Uh, when they were the 20... trust the process, Sixers. But, like, before the process, like, even pretended to look good. Like, just really, truly have to trust the process. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they still the, say the trust the process now. Yeah. Yeah, but they because still say it's now, like, but like the process has come to its full form, peak. at least in theory. That hasn't it's really, bore, gonna... it hasn't bared the best fruit so far. It's but... more fruit, but not, like... A, a tier, yeah, that, one, not as much one, as is it people one Eastern were Conference Finals, one Eastern Conference Finals appearance. Never made it out of the second round. Embiid's never made it out of the second round. Wait, the Raptors beat him in the second round. Yeah, that was the that was like the Kawhi shot, the bouncing around. Yeah, yeah, Game Seven of the second round, and then they went on to face the Bucks the next round, where they You're, they went down two zero against the Bucks, and then came back and won four two. Ha ha. Yeah, Kawhi. All-time run, on. Speaking of Kawhi, there is another team oh, that's yeah. doing the exact opposite of the Detroit Pistons. And Kawhi looks happier than ever right now. I don't know if you... Yeah, I've s- seen him smile. Yeah. Wild stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, the Clippers are very good right now. Is it ten... What was it, eight games? Eight games straight. Yeah, they're, they're winning. So... That's... And they, they started, started off, off 0-5 with James Harden in the lineup. It was just five? It felt like it was so much longer. It was 0 and I think it was... Actually, a six-game losing streak because it, they they lost the game right before they got Harden. Also, but with but it, Harden, it, just, it was so and five. It just felt like it was so much longer. Did they like win one and then lose a couple, or have they just been winning ever since? I think there might have been a little in between period, but I just feel like it's they've definitely like the the thing that some people feared is coming to fruition. Like the Clippers are figuring it out, and that's not yeah. super fun. I, that, I feel pretty validated now because I was like, 
I didn't hear a single person as positive, like as as up on the Clippers that than I was when the James Harden trade happened. Because I was like, I don't see like really any issues. Like I get, I get the they're not gonna get the same usage as usual. Like obviously they're not, but like all of these guys seem like guys that they could fit together, especially with Russ coming off the bench. Like it having all of them on the floor, at least three of those guys on the floor is going to be something that's ridiculous to deal with. Uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are just going to become the most overqualified three and D wings the league has, which is just gross. Yeah. When like, you're like, it's like walking, like who are your three and D guys? Like who are they? Like, no, just no. Like if this was just like, you know, like just in general, Uh Yeah, who are your three and D guys? Oh, mine's like, oh, we had Jay Crowder a couple years ago. We've got KCP. This guy, KCP. Like, oh, yo, those are like really good kind of like fit in. Oh, we have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Both of them. Uh-huh. That's just nuts. Yep. The And the Harden and Zubats pick and roll is looking pretty good. Um, he has a finally has a roller that like – Make I guess Embiid. That's a little disrespectful to Embiid. He could make he could play make a little bit out of the short roll, but Zubats is is actually playing really well on the short roll, like looking like prime Marcus Saul with some of those uh, passes to the to the dunker spots that he's making. And yeah, it just goes to show that like really any center in the in the league that's like a capable basketball player will look really good in a pick and roll scenario with James Harden, and it kind of validates. James Harden's quote, while it was pretty arrogant and kind of cringy, um, is still very true. It, what he said on media, not media day, but his um, entry press conference, his introduction press conference, where he said, um, I'm not a system player. I am a system. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, he kind of is. But so it's looking good right now. James Harden is getting to figure it out. Stats and numbers are on the up. Um, he's just he's making game winning plays, and uh, the Clippers are just gelling. Like I felt like would probably happen eventually. That that uh, beginning, not gonna lie, I you know you, you can keep receipts. I think you can go back to when the uh, like the first episode after the James Harden trade, um, or after at least they played some games. I was I said something about how I was I backed out, you know, I was pretty off the Clippers. I was, you know, yeah. a lot more scared than I was. So I did I did kind of back out, but waver. Yeah. Um cuz that the, that start definitely did startle me a bit, but it is now looking kind of like how I thought it probably would. So going to look they're looking like a team that can really contend in the West. Um for sure. And they're actually on cleaning the glass right now, and this is this is counting the full season. Uh, they're number five in terms of net rating. They're plus seven point eight on the season. They are both they're seventh in offense and seventh in defense. But in the last two weeks, they are number one in offense, number five in defense. So that makes them second overall in the past two weeks. And they they have a plus. Somehow this isn't number one. Past two weeks, their net rating is plus twenty point three. And somehow the the number one is the Sixers, who are plus twenty four. Oh, it's because they've like they. I think was it the Raptors that they just just yeah physically which, pooped on. Embiid. This is a thing that I feel like needs to be pointed out. 
Embiid's numbers, great. Great player. Not trying to take anything away from him at all. But it's when you're comparing Embiid's numbers to somebody like Jokic, it's just a different type. It's a different way that they put up their numbers. Embiid mm-hmm. is much more likely to sit games. It was the Hornets. Apologize to Raptors world. Uh, they beat the Hornets by uh, almost a billion. 60. It was 135 to 82. Yeah. So, and then the night before that, they beat the Pistons by 124 to 92. And then the Pistons before that by 18. And then the Wizards before that by 45. Yeah. So, a bunch of weak defensive front courts, like some of the worst ones in the league. And Embiid always gets up for those games, but he's much. So, if you look at his career, and especially recently, the last couple of seasons, he is much more likely to sit out games against teams that have good defensive front courts. Like in, in games where it's like, I, I probably won't be able to dominate as easily. Like he's much more likely to sit out. And then in games like this, where it's like a, just gimme baskets against like the Wizards and the the Hornets who don't have any size or anything resembling a, a guy who can defend a Joel Embiid. Um, he, go, he just goes out there and eats all night uh, to put up 50 point games and stuff because he wants to win MVP and stuff. Um, which I'm not knocking in terms of like, like, obviously if you want to win MVP, go do that. Like makes sense, but it's just, I think there needs to be a, at least a little bit of an adjustment when you're comparing just flat out counting stats, counting numbers to, from him to like Nikola Jokic, who just the other night had eight points, nine rebounds and seven assists in a game that he could had complete control over the entire game. And, and was the reason that the Nuggets were so good and so far ahead that he didn't have to come back in in the fourth quarter at all. In the second quarter, where, where Jokic played the majority of the minutes, he uh, didn't take a single shot that whole quarter, and the Nuggets put up 40 points. That's that's like the exact example of why of how like when the Nuggets are rolling <clears throat> or when the Nuggets are clicking, a very good way to tell if if, if Nuggets, Jokic looks like he's done nothing. Yeah, if you look at the box score and see like no stats for Jokic or no shot attempts. That means the Nuggets are playing very well. Well, we've talked about the opposite side, like the opposite of that. Like if you like tune in and like Jokic has like 30 points at like halftime, mm-hmm. the Nuggets are probably going to lose that basketball game. Yeah, or it's going to be very close. Yeah. Like it's it's things are not going well mm-hmm. when Jokic has to score. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would, I would like go to I would bet that if you looked at like let's say the Nuggets three point percentage in games where Jokic scores over thirty or thirty five something like that it's probably way lower than than the games you know that are the opposite um, because if like the shots that the Nuggets offense is supposed to create like the way it just normally runs with Jokic is just kind of like the orchestrator of it all. Um, like if those shots aren't falling, then Jokic just has to go to work in the post, which is just always Plan B for him. Um, so, yeah, that's just it's just funny to to look at that. Like Jokic, Jokic, like I wouldn't say it's like a direct one to one. Like Jokic, oh, dominated Luka Doncic, but Jokic t- was toying with the Mavs. Like clearly had like c- complete control over the game more so than any other player. And he was facing Luka Doncic, who had 38 in, on the night, and he only had eight points himself. 
He had a triple single, eight, nine, and seven. Um, and didn't care either. Like, uh, I'm sure he was not worried about it even a little. But that is part of just what makes him him. So, um, like, I guess a little bit impromptu Nuggets corner there. But, yeah, the Clips are figuring it out. One of the top teams in the West for sure. Minnesota is still rolling, so they're up there also. But that puts us on track, I guess, to finish out this episode with our last segment uh, that we're both pretty excited for. Um, And I don't really have a draft board on paper or anything, but I have kind of just some thoughts in my mind. So we'll see how this goes. Um, But we're going to do a draft to end this episode. And what we're drafting here today is NBA rivalries. Um, so like rivalries between teams, I I think we should probably stress that or like, you know, clarify that it's not like any rivalries between players or anything like that, but between teams, um, I think it's, I mean, it is all time might be drafting. Well, actually I take this, it, it, it should be like right now, but because right now rivalries all time, you know, the history matters in terms of what rivalries are right now also you go know what i mean yes yeah so, so it's not necessarily like like just picking the rivalry at its height it's like over the course of all time like where we're at now what rivalries have been like you know what are the strongest rivalries um yeah so i guess uh, we should flip a coin or however you want you want to do this to pick who goes first you can go first I feel like I've gone first in a lot of our drafts. Because so. I probably say that every time. Well, we've fl- flipped coins, but still it ends oh. up being me. <laughs> sure. Coin flip machine. <laughs> machine. <laughs> I don't know if you need to type that in, but think Google. If you type in just like flip a coin, it's right there. Okay. Do you want heads or tails? I'll do tails. It was. Hold on. The suspense. The people won't be able to see this for us. Hold on. What? Okay. okay. What the? What the? I can't share my screen. Hold on. I'm having a conniption. Um, I'll just do this. Jacob, pick a number between uh, 69 and 100. 74. It was 84. So I don't know what that was supposed to accomplish. <laughs> I was confused too. Um, <laughs> uh, you just go first. Uh, no, you go first. We'll, okay. we'll have you start. I'll take a nice and easy one, and I feel like it may not have the same juice that it has had across the eons of time, but there's an entire era that's like kind of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Lakers-Celtics. Yeah, I think that's the obvious number one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, obvious number one for you. Let me let me get this jotted down a little draft board up so I can keep track of the picks. So Jacob takes in the first round with his first pick, Lakers, Celtics. And so for my first pick, man, um, I think I might stay with a, a franchise like Boston because they're so historically um, relevant. And I mean, this, this is a pretty one-sided rivalry for the most part over time, especially recently. But it's like really the main one that's coming to mind. So I'm going to go with Sixers Celtics. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm glad you left this one because I almost spoiled it. 
uh, earlier in the episode when I was talking about, we were talking about the Detroit Pistons. I feel like just because right now this rivalry is kind of down on the dumps, mm-hmm. uh, historically, I mean, there was like a good run where the East ran through one of these two teams in between the Boston, uh, the, the post Larry Bird Boston era. Then it kind of was Detroit or Chicago. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Right now, it's not like the most premier. Like this is this is it. But I just feel like they've got a lot of like historical juice, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Chicago, Detroit, as yeah. my next rivalry that uh, to add to the list. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes sense as a third as a second pick, third overall. Um, and so my next one, I I kind of I want to do more current. Which this one is a little bit current, but the definitely the main bulk of it was in the '90s, um, and has has a figure who is still very relevant as like kind of the face of this rivalry, because um, he was like kind of the catalyst for it, and that is Pat Riley with the um, Knicks and Heat. So that's kind of researched a little bit now because of you know they just faced each other in playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a playoff series that was played during the Heatles era against the Mellow Knicks when the Knicks were the two seed, I want to say. Um, yeah, that feels right. Yeah, that was like the best Knicks season that Mellow had. And yeah, so that that they had that going a little bit. But, you know, the bulk of it was definitely back in the 90s but when when um, Pat Riley left the Knicks. He was head coach of the Knicks, but left and went to the, the Heat. Um and then there was like Alonzo Mourning uh, that was on the Heat, and Larry Johnson was on the Knicks, and those two guys were teammates back in Charlotte, but now they had a lot of animosity for one another. There's that famous clip of uh, Jeff Van Gundy holding the leg <laughs> of one of his players in the in the in a fight that broke out between the Knicks and the Heat. So that's my number two pick. This. Rivalry. As I was going through lists, doing some research, I kind of forgot about it because it doesn't super exist now because one of the teams has relocated. Mm-hmm. But the franchise's rivalry, and there's still a little bit of a little bit of sauce in between the two, is the Sonic slash Thunder and the Blazers. Sonics and Blazers, because like the Portland Seattle connection, the Portland Seattle thing across like all sports is like. A heated deal. Mm-hmm. I guess, are we going to count the Thunder for that? Because if we're not, I have a totally different pick, I'll go. We can count it. Okay. I mean, if that I mean, counts, then... Like, if you... I mean, like, Sonic... At least it's like the Sonics can be its own thing, and you're picking Blazers Sonics. The Sonics Blazers. Yeah. Yeah, because... Well, I guess if you're counting Thunder Blazers, there's the Dame shot against yes. Paul George. Yeah. Okay. I didn't That's think That's why I that. count, like, as, like, an entity in my brain. Yeah, that... I think that counts. Yeah. So that that is my, going to be my... Seems crazy that's my third overall pick. But I feel like a lot of the things that like people consider rivals, like, no, that was just five years where they like went back and forth. Like, I won't say it in case that you think it is a rivalry and we can talk about it then. Um, but like there's some that like, no, that was just a little era that's not like a, a full on rivalry that stretches over more time than like weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I get you. But no, that's a pretty good pick. Um, I didn't even like go into like any of the Sixers Celtics stuff, but that's been multiple eras. Like you just said, there's been, there's some that are like just a little time period, but 
there's like the bird versus Dr. J. They threw yep. punches at each other. That yeah, um, I, I know because that was that was going to be my if you got first pick, my pick was Helter Sixers. That was just it, yeah. just because there's been I mean Wilt for a little bit and like Bill Russell when there was like the yeah. six, like it, every era of basketball has some sort of Sixers Celtics wrinkle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even when like the Sixers were bad. Like it was like in the draft, like the lottery, and like it was just there was just always things. Celtics own the series hard, but uh, it's still a rivalry. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I guess I don't know what would be next. I, I feel like I'm leaving something out in my mind because the next step feels like a pretty big drop off. Oh, that's how I felt with my next one. I've got another one that's like. See, and what's hard about basketball rivalries is I feel like they're a lot more like fans of the teams know, but like the NBA general public isn't super aware of them always. Yeah. Yeah, like all the ones I'm thinking of right now, I don't want to spoil too many, but like the Lakers Pistons and Lakers Spurs, like those are just kind of like one era, you know, didn't really outlast each other. Yeah. Time. Or they didn't outlast players. Yeah. It wasn't a multi a multi-era of teams type of... Yeah. yeah, it was more of a Duncan versus Shaq era. And like Kobe a, type of thing, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess there's like more of like a... Because you already picked Portland-Seattle, right? Yep. I'll go with like the South version of that. Dang it. And do Dallas-Houston. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a great one that you picked. Okay. I don't know what you're thinking of, but... I'll. Yeah, I, I think Dallas and Houston is... I mean, like, neither of them have been, like, super great at the same time. So it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, those cities have, like, such a intense rivalry just with everything in culture. Like, regardless of sport, you know? Same um, thing with, like, football. Like, like it just... I mean, Dallas football doesn't super care about Houston football. But, like, those two cities definitely are, like, a Portland-Seattle type of situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was your thought what what team were you thinking uh king's warriors is going to be the rivalry that i will take king's warriors more of a recent development right a little bit but like it's more of like the city thing is they're close and i know that yeah geographically it kind of ruffles feathers as they're both the more northern california teams even though neither of them are super far north but sacramento's pretty north anyway the northern california teams i know kings well because that's why there was all the drama with the kings uh trying to get Draymond allegedly over the offseason as like a jab at uh, their counterpart. In terms of on-court rivalries, uh, I don't think there's there's much. We're probably missing a giant one and people will let us know. I'm just trying to think if I'm if I'm missing one. Yeah. As I've, we're kind of I've, I've been yeah, it. since we've been starting this, I've been like kind of looking through some articles and there's just not very much that people have documented from what I can find. That's so far. Also, well, it's just weird. Cause basketball rivalries, you think they matter, but they just don't, they do, but they just don't really like have much meat to them outside of like the individual teams. Yeah. So I'm thinking, let's I'm go, let's go top. Let's go seven picks in this. Seven since, picks. Yeah. Okay. Since we're you, you're four picks in I'm three. Um, what was your fourth pick? You, the one you just made? Uh, King's, King's Warriors. Kings Warriors. Yeah, Kings Warriors. Especially with Sacramento kind of being the Bay's like younger brother in terms of like city relationships. 
Um, and we, yeah, we haven't done any of the inner city rivalries yet. Um, Bulls Pistons. Inner city. Oh, I'm tracking now. Yeah. Yeah, we totally for I forgot about that one. Yeah, a little bit. There's two that I'm thinking of, but one is stronger than the other. No, one of them is like a joke, and the other one I think is real, in my opinion. But one of them's a joke. But I think both of them are kind of jokes. But like they That's still, it's, they still exist. Like the people. One really, of them feels more. Yes. Yeah, I know what you mean. Anyway, which I, one are you gonna roll? I'm with? thinking Clippers Lakers. Is that the one you were thinking of as the bigger one? Yeah, I would not go okay. Knicks. Yeah, Knicks Nets. Maybe it's because like the Nets have not been good outside of like mercenary well, for hire. Yeah, the Clippers have not been great, but yeah, um, I get what you mean. Also, it's like people, people just like Lakers hate the Clippers more so than I feel like the Knicks hate the Nets. Like the Knicks are just kind of like who cares about the Nets, you know? Yeah, more so than like the Lakers like. The Clippers suck, and there's not like a big reason the Lakers should care about the Clippers, but they they do though. Like they they still want to bury them, yeah, yeah. And like they they they're really like intent on like making every Clippers whenever it's Clippers versus Lakers, like it's a Lakers home game regardless of what the court floor says. Like if it's a Laker if it's a Clippers home game technically, and the court it laid out feel like it, yeah, it's it's still way more Lakers fans in there than Clippers. So and like there's like a big thing with a lot of like the more uh, wealthy Lakers fans, they just like buy out as many of the season tickets that, of the Clippers that they can, and just like nobody goes to the games. You know, they 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 have like empty seats because people just buy the season tickets so they can be empty. So that that little like just nastiness toward each other, I think, earns them a spot on this list. And so they were my fourth pick because of how little the Knicks care about Brooklyn. I think I'm going to uh, skip it. Okay. And I'm not going to take it because I don't want it with this one. So this one is a little bit of reading the tea leaves. This had a, a big mid-90s to the end of the 90s wrinkle to it. That's where they're, the rivalry probably considered to be started. Mm-hmm. And then I think personally both of these teams are kind of on a trajectory because of the rosters they have now to kind of butt heads over the next couple of years in like the first or second round of the playoffs. I am going to stay in New York with the Knicks. But they are going to head to the Midwest, and the rivalry is the Pacers. Okay, that's that exactly the famous what I was Reggie. Uh, Reggie Miller. Miller, my goodness, yeah. my brain could not get Reggie White out of my head. Uh, great football player. Anyway, Re- Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller um, choking was looking at Spike Lee doing that. Yeah, against the yeah. Knicks, mm-hmm. they saw each other all the time in the late nineties in like either the Eastern. It wasn't the Eastern Conference Finals; it would have been the semifinals. They they had right. a few in the, like especially ninety four and ninety five when Jordan and the Bulls weren't there, um, it was Knicks and Pacers yeah, but, but and and uh, also and then, right after Jordan was done you know the Knicks and Pacers still were around yeah, and so that's why I think also the like there could be some very interesting Knicks Pacers series like this year in the playoffs if things work out right yeah like that sure. could be a very it just I'm just I think that I'm excited for like. I would be excited if if I were to like go look across the NBA and build playoff series. 
not involving the Celtics, obviously, because I would watch the Celtics ones all seven. I don't think I'd miss a game of Knicks Pacers. I feel like that's two evenishly like ranked teams that I think just like stylistically butt heads so aggressively. It just would be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for because, sure. Because like the Pacers would look at the Knicks and be like, "You're not going to be able to slow us down enough. Try to score with us." But then there'd be like a couple games where the Knicks would actually be able to like slow down the Pacers' offense and like. Then the Pacers would have to try to play defense. I just think it would just be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So, Knicks Pacers because of what happens and has happened and what might happen in the future. Yeah. Even though that's not at all what rivalry is supposed to be based on. The 90s honestly was enough to make it this pick. But I just wanted to add like, I think it would be fun to watch that, that those two teams play this year. Yeah. No, I in think the future for the next couple of years. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I think the next pick I'll make is... It's kind of an inner city one, as close to an inner city one that you could have without it being actually like the the Nets and the the Knicks. Um, and this is one that's in the Central Division, and it's pretty old. That's why I saved it for now because it's been it's been sleeping for quite a, a while now. Um, it was mainly prominent before, even before Jordan's time, but then especially like the beginning like the first half of Jordan's career before the big bad boys Pistons versus the Bulls thing was a thing. The team that they would lose to every year before that was uh, the Milwaukee Bucks with Sidney Moncrief. Just because, you know, Milwaukee and Chicago, if you look at a map, are like basically the same city. Like it doesn't turn, you could drive between the two cities and it never feels like you've left the city, you know? So there's, there's, uh, you know, just geographically, uh, there's something there because of how close they are. And then they've been good at the same time for a little bit of stretches of, of the NBA history. So that's probably enough, honestly, to, to put it here. Also, something that just popped in my mind now is uh, Giannis, his uh, like basically tackling uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. in the playoffs. <laughs> that was that was a Bucks bulls game. So. That adds to the to the rivalry. Now we're getting into some tough ones. I think next. Hold on. Is there any other part of this like era that existed, or is it just? I just don't want to just do a bunch of late '90s ones, but I feel like that's what like my brain keeps going. It's kind of like the golden era of basketball, though. So. Well, and I also think it's because teams were like overtly like kind of not nasty to one another, but like didn't shy away from like pretty nasty. Yeah. Yeah, just being nasty with one another. Um. I guess I'll do it. I've got a couple picks left. This is my fifth pick, I think. This is your sixth. Sixth pick? Yeah. Yeah, sixth pick. I will go... I'll just do it. I'm going to go Jazz Rockets, the uh, battle of who got to lose to Michael Jordan. Oh, okay, yeah. Like Malone versus Elijah on. Yeah. Yeah. And then that was... And then they played more recently, I think, in like the playoffs a couple times. I think once they did, yeah. I don't know. But I, yeah, I'm just really, I think that counts a little bit. Yeah, Harden versus Donovan Mitchell. I'm just kind of out of things. And so yeah. <laughs> uh, this like this was, a, if this was in the 90s, this was like a legitimate rivalry between the two teams of like five, six years of just constantly butting heads in the Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. or in like the early rounds of the playoffs. Just what, however it worked out, it just was constantly these two teams – um, and I don't even know if these fan bases feel that way about each other, but as someone that is on the outside looking, they played each other a lot 
So there, there it is. Rockets Jazz. All right. Not bad. For my sixth pick, I'm thinking, I don't know if I should take the Nets next yet. I feel like I that should be drafted at one point. You probably. think? I don't, I think that like, I maybe, I just feel like the Knicks, there is no emotion. Yeah, it does kind of feel that way. They wake up more for like another team coming to town. That makes no sense. It's not a real rivalry. I'm not going to draft it. Like they probably care more when the Hawks come to town. Because of the train. Yeah, that's one of yeah. the teams that was on my radar. I thought about it, but I was like, is there any I was more trying to think like, was there any other error that mattered other than like the, the Trey Young thing? Like, uh, Dominic Wilkins versus Bernard King, I guess, kind of. They're both really good at the same time, is all I'm going up based off of. Yeah. Fighting each other for scoring titles. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. The I guess try to stay in like divisional rivalries. Like I, I feel like I should probably take a Nuggets one, but the Nuggets it's like Nuggets Blazers was a thing. Nuggets Jazz is I feel like more of a thing uh just overall and like geographically makes more sense cuz like it's the two mountain teams, you know. Oh wow. Yeah, I've just totally spaced on one that just came to my brain. Oh really? So I guess I'm just we'll looking find out. at a picture of NBA teams. This thing has uh, all 30 NBA logos, and I'm like looking and kind of mismatching in between two. Anyway. Yeah. I guess to pick one for the Nuggets, I'm thinking Blazers because just like, you know, for how long Yusuf Nurkic played there and like just a, a, a kind of an automatic little bit of a rivalry between the teams with that uh, because of how what Nurkic kind of serves as with the Nuggets. Like it's kind of like our, our ugly past in a way, you know? Um, we, what almost could have been that that's like a very dark, what if, if we would have, um, chosen Yusuf Nurkic over Nikola Jokic and some animosity that Nurkic had towards the fans and the team in Denver after that situation. Um, and then just like the battles in the playoffs that they've had, especially that, what, what was it? A four quadruple over, overtime game in the playoffs in 19 there's at least four i was thinking six in my mind but i think that's just the record all time is, is six overtimes is why that comes to my mind um i think it was four overtimes and it was eventually like the game was won by somebody who didn't play and all of the overtimes finally checked in because of how tired some of the players were becoming it was four yeah it was four, four overtime 140 to 137 mm. Yeah, and it was, it was one. Bas- it was iced out basically. What game? What won them the game was a three from Rodney Hood, who had just checked in without playing at all since the fourth quarter. Um, so had some fresh legs in there, but yeah, that that was just a, a fun series, fun rivalry. Like that, that was like a seven game series, I believe. And uh, we faced them again in the playoffs since then. So I guess I'll yeah yeah I'll go with Nuggets Blazers. I will also return to my favorite team, the Boston Celtics. This is not a historically significant anything. Uh, it started in about 2010-ish. Celtics Heat. I don't know why that didn't pop into my head at all mm. when I looked at the Miami Heat logo and the Boston Celtics logo. Yeah. But they've been, since 2010, uh, kind of both important players in the Eastern Conference. Uh, obviously, the Heat have gotten the better of the Celtics just about every single time. Mm-hmm. But I think it's enough at this point in time that I'm going to call it a rivalry because I don't know where else to go. Yeah. Makes sense. So your final pick 
is Celtics Heat. Heat. All right. And so for my final pick, I'm thinking I might go with the uh, aforementioned Lakers Spurs, maybe. Lakers Kings is a decent rivalry. 2004, never forget. Yeah. Um, there's also... Cavs like, Warriors, bro. Cavs Warriors. It's pretty <laughs> short. That's what I said it as a joke. But of. it is kind of crazy. Like, they face each other literally four times in a row. Yeah. In the finals. That's pretty wild. I think that's a pretty... Like, a, that, that gets a pretty strong... Yeah, and it's pretty recent, too, so... Yeah, I'll take Cavs Warriors for my last pick, honestly. Feel decent-ish about that. <clears throat> so, um, what we got as picks. Jacob has the Lakers-Celtics, Bulls-Pistons, Blazers-Sonics slash Thunder, uh, Kings-Warriors, Knicks-Pacers, Rockets-Jazz, and Celtics-Heat. And then I have the Sixers-Celtics, Knicks-Heat, Rockets, Mavs, Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, Bulls, Nuggets, Blazers, and Cavs, Warriors. I think this is the first one of these drafts I might have won. You think you got it? Just because of Lakers, Celtics at one. I think this is the first yeah. time that I've like actually won. And Bulls, Pistons is pretty strong. Blazers and Sonics was stronger than I thought at first. I feel like I... Might have and Nick's Pacers is a really good pick at five. Also, I like I didn't I, yeah, miss. I'll, gi- I'll give it outside to you. of Nick Kings Warriors. I definitely wasn't like that was a little high. I know, but this is the first one I felt good about. After usually I look at the list, I'm like, man, that went bad. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first time I felt like this actually went okay. Yeah, I can I'll I'll hand it to you. I think Rockets Mavs for me was a pretty bad pick at three. With what was still left on, like Lakers Clippers probably should have gone above Rockets Mavs. I feel like I should have taken it before I took Kings Warriors. Yeah, but I'm also in tune with Sacramento, and maybe it's more of a rivalry for Sacramento than the other way around. Honestly, like Sacramento, yeah. might, Sacramento might be really invested, and that's where I'm. I'd probably yeah. I have my pulse on the beam more than I do the uh, Oracle Arena, <laughs> the Bay. Throwback. Yeah, throwback to the Oracle Arena. Um, that's not just a rename. That's an entirely different building. Different building. It's yeah. gone now. I think the other one is. Yeah, I don't know. Torn if it's gone, to the ground. It, well, or was it? I um, think so. Yeah, they're in Chase Center now. Across the across some the honorable bay. mentions that I thought of: uh, Lance Stevenson and LeBron James. Oh, we're going players now. <laughs> no, I just KG I just Duncan. Saying, uh, that could be a whole other draft in in and of itself. Honestly, KG Duncan. Well, obviously you have like the like Larry Bird and. Magic and Magic, Johnson. yeah, that's number one. <laughs> and then number two is probably Russell Wilt. Um, I guess there's Jordan. He doesn't really have an equal. Yeah. There's not really an equal for. There's Barkley Malone. That's a good one. Um, uh, Kobe Shaq, even though they're on the same team. <laughs> honestly, yeah, it's, that's a bit of a rivalry. Uh, Kevin McHale. Had some I wonder if that's why basketball doesn't have as many team ones. I wonder if there's almost more player ones that you like that people remember. Like Probably. Lance Stevenson should be, respectfully should be forgotten out of my brain. There's no reason I should remember who Lance Stevenson is, but I will never forget the man because he 
walked up to LeBron and just blew in his ear. Yeah. And he was he was basically he Lance Stevenson walked so Dylan Brooks could run. <laughs> yeah. That's one. Dylan Brooks and LeBron. Yeah. That's one. There's now. a rivalry. Dylan Brooks also, and everybody. Dylan Brooks has made this Rockets team. Like, he's part of why their team works. Oh, yeah, for sure. Big part. Which is, I just did not envision Dylan Brooks getting just over, not, oh, yeah, overpaid for what he is as a basketball player. But what he did culturally for a bunch know. of young guys was so good. He's yeah. also been a lot better at shot, I don't say shot he, selection. He's been making he's not shots been as also. He's not been as brain dead of like, oh, I've got Ja Morant. Shout out to Ja first game back. Yeah. Still be shooting. Splash. Yeah. Uh, Game game winner, buzzer beater for those that did not know what happened on yesterday evening. Uh, it was his first game back, wasn't it? Yeah. But anyway, like Dylan Brooks, you, you were saying. Yeah, he, he just is like, I feel like, I don't want to say his shot selection has gotten better. He just like, no, I think he's more aware of like what's going on and he makes more of the shots that feel wrong. I think it's mainly coaching. Like I think his shot selection definitely has gotten better, but I think like you know the difference between taylor jenkins which is a great head coach i love taylor jenkins as a coach um not taking anything away from him but his style is much more like like green light you know like shooter shoot type type of thing like go and have Ime. it and he may's like dylan brooks you lock in on the defensive end and take shots when yeah you know i like when, when it's, the, when it's permitted him. but um yeah i think i think udoka i think also Udoka is just like the type of guy that I feel like would get uh, the respect of Dylan Brooks, you know? Yeah, more than Yeah, more than Taylor Jenkins. So I think that's why that works there. Also, honestly, $20 million a year for Dylan Brooks right now does not look that bad because... It did right away. It felt so wrong. Yeah, yeah, especially because of how far down everybody was on him. But um, 20... It's just like, it's hard for people to get out of their minds what $20 million was like six, seven years ago. But right when that now, was a max, yeah, like a, like a guy that was like on the edge of a max. Mm-hmm. Twenty like million is like a, like a sixth man, seventh man now. Yeah, almost. It's weird, but yeah. I mean, literally, Bruce Brown is being paid twenty two million a year, and he's. I mean, he starts. I think that's also amount, is but. what people looked at Dylan Brooks and were like, "You are not in the same ballpark of a guy that just pretty much helped win a team win a championship." Like was like a kind of important, not the most important piece, clearly, but was a, a vital part of winning a championship, a yeah. very helpful piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not the same value as that guy. Yeah. But uh, he is for this young team because all of them have a little bit of Dylan the Villain in them. Just a little bit of that pizzazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think that will probably wrap up today's episode. Another one in the books. Thank you guys for listening. Please do all the stuff that Jacob said at the beginning. Um, all I'll the- say it again in case you forgot. Like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell so you don't miss a single Purtle upload if you're on YouTube or anything, any podcast, anything. If you're on TikTok, this never gets to TikTok. But if you have a TikTok, go over to Hoop Theory and hit follow. Once we get to 5,000 followers, we will be giving away a singular jersey that is not Draymond Green, or if you get Miles Bridges, it comes in a youth extra small. That's the you other have that around. backwards. Yeah. You cannot get a Miles Bridges jersey. Mm-hmm. And if you get a Draymond Green one, it will be sent to you as an extra small. Once we get to 5,000, we just eclipsed the 4,000 mark. So we are well on our way. Um, 
And we'll do some sort of like thing where you, you sign up or draw. I don't know how we'll do it. Yeah. That'll I, be Logan. He'll I need to out. figure that out soon. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we will get that figured out and get somebody a jersey. Buy Logan a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash hoop theory. Patreon.com forward slash hoop theory. And as always, stay happy. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> yeah. All the links of these things also should be in the uh, episode description as well as the show description wherever you're listening to this. And um, without further ado, stay happy, stay healthy, and we will talk to you guys next episode. Peace!